Welcome back to the Jamil Gabriel Show. I'm your host, Jamil Gabriel. So, we have a lot to talk about. Let's get the first thing off our chest, all right? The GOP and conservatives, we need to get along, all right? We really need to get along. So, there's a feud going on between Kimberly Klasik, who's a failed uh, congressman. She tried running for congressman in Baltimore, and she apparently is going after Candace Owens, and Candace Owens is not having it. Now, guys, we cannot split the vote, okay? We cannot do that. I, I know whatever feud you have, whatever anger you have for, you know, losing the race, that is irrelevant, okay? <laughs> we cannot split the vote. We need. We have way bigger fish to fry. We cannot be doing this to ourselves, okay? We can't go after Ben Shapiro. We can't go after Steven Crowder. You know, we have to go after these liberals and these leftists in order to win, Okay, you're going to split the vote, Kimberly. You're going to split the vote, Candace, and then we will never win another election. Okay, we have them on the ropes. We have them on the ropes. The reason I know that is because they are trying to pass all these laws. They're getting mad at laws that, you know, allow people to see and audit the election. They are getting furious about that. Okay, so we know they're cheating. Okay, if you were winning legitimately, why would you care? I mean, sure, I get the whole, you know, if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear, you have nothing to hide, whatever. That was actually said by a Nazi, which is why I was pissed off at Obama when he was like, oh, yeah, we're just going to allow, you know, people to spy on you with Edward Snowden, that whole fiasco. And everyone's like, well, if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. No. Okay, that's your right. That is your right to, you know, be secure in your possessions, okay? So they shouldn't be able to spy on you. They shouldn't, all right? So, but this election, you should have the right to see in a public election, okay? Our tax dollars pay for this election. Our tax dollars pay for the government. We have a right to actually see this, okay? To see where our money is going, and I believe that wholeheartedly, okay? It is a right. So having an audit on the election, it should be a right. We should be able to see how this election was run, to see if it was good. If it was a legitimate election, then why would you have to worry about it? Why would you have to worry about it? You did your, you did your part, all right? You won fair and square, done. I personally don't believe that the election was, you know, done. So that's... so. Conservatives, we have to get along. We cannot be doing this crap. We cannot. Okay? Whatever feud you have, save that against the liberals. It's dumb. All right? It is completely idiotic. It's stupid. Don't do it. All right? We need to not split the vote. We have bigger fish to fry. We need to destroy Nancy Pelosi. We need to destroy Maxine Waters. We need to disassemble them to save the United States of America. It's that simple. Now, speaking of which, and, you know, this is ridiculous with Facebook, all right? I, I hope... And if anyone's listening, please make like another social networking site because Facebook's just getting ridiculous. So I put up a meme that said like something like, oh, yeah, I'm really liking these, you know, t uh, increases from inflation and gas prices and all this other stuff and the value going down. 
I'd rather, you know, have all that than a guy that tweets mean things. And then I get this post, all right? I get this dumb post that says, let me read this out loud, because it is just, it is stupid. Um, yes, PolitiFact, fact checkers, from independent fact checkers. Yes, prices are higher under Biden, but recovery from b pandemic is key reason. Will you shut the hell up? Honestly, honestly, just shut up. It's not the key reason, the pandemic. Oh, let's just blame it on other things. Obama did the same thing. Gas prices increased to $5 a gallon when he first took office. It was George Bush's fault from going to Iraq. It's all his fault. And then he passes the stimulus package, which AIG, Automotive Insurance Group, decided to use that, you know, stimulus package to give themselves bonuses. Rick Wagner got a bonus from it. Okay, you it was supposed to be government bailout for these big businesses that are too big to fail. And then all of a sudden, Rick Wagner is taking, you know, billions of dollars from that, you know, from that pool. All these executives are taking billions of dollars. It was Bush's fault. It's Bush's fault. Gas prices were at five dollars a gallon. I was living in Chicago at the time. I know this. I know it's five dollars a gallon. I took the train because I didn't want to spend gas. And because traffic sucks in Chicago. And then you're going to, and then it was $4 for the entire eight years. Eight years of Obama. And now you have the audacity to say, oh, it's because of the pandemic. Just accept responsibility. Accept that Biden's a crappy president. Accept that he's a crappy leader. Oh, it's Trump's fault, the, the southern border and all this other stuff. Is that why they are wearing Biden-Harris t-shirts and it clearly they're yelling at the border gates going let us in biden let us in harris do what you promise they are holding up signs facebook do you honestly think we are that stupid to not see it do you honestly think we are that retarded and i don't mean retarded as in a mental illness i mean retarded as just an idiot just a pure dumb, stupid person. Do you honestly believe that those 300 million people that have a Facebook account are that stupid to not see what's going on? And then now you're going to blame the pandemic? Democrats, accept responsibility, okay? Accept that Biden is a failure. Accept that gas prices are because of him because he closed the Keystone Pipeline to, uh, to let his buddy, Warren Buffett, make more money through truck drivers because that fuel has to go somewhere and then he opens up the nordstrom board uh pipeline which is in russia because russians told them to yeah that's how much he cares about america that is how much he loves america and at facebook you're just trying you're just going oh well that's because of this and this and this just accept that he's a crabby president. I have more respect for you, Mark Zuckerberg, if you just accept responsibility and accept the truth that he is a failure. He will always be a failure. He was a failure for 47 years in politics. He was a failure as vice president for eight years. He is a failure now. He's been a failure for the past six months. How, how stupid do you think we are?
and they just go, oh, well, it's because of the coronavirus. Oh, shut up. It was Bush's fault earlier, right? It's Bush's fault. Now, I could argue, yeah, it was somewhat Bush's fault. But for eight years, Bush wasn't president for eight years. You know, from 2008 to 2016, Bush wasn't president. Maybe you could go from 2008 to 2009. Maybe. Okay, you're cleaning up Bush's mess. I get that. But from 2010 to 2016, what was that about? Why was gas prices $4 a gallon? Shut the hell up. That's why I don't trust these politifact or these fact checkers. You guys are a bunch of communists. Oh, yeah, let's just feed you like Joseph Goebbels. If you don't know who he was, he was the propaganda guy in the Nazi regime. God, I mean, Kim Jong-un is probably like studying the Biden administration and he's going like, write that down, write that down. I mean, it's just, it's in, it's ridiculous. Okay. So I do have some great news, guys. All right. I have some fantastic news. Now, listen to this nine-year-old tell it how it is to a bunch of Democrats about critical race theory and her school board. Okay. Now, I want you to listen to it. All right. Really listen to this. Novali here again. The other day I was walking down the hallway at Lakeview Elementary School to give a teacher a retiring gift. I looked up onto the wall and saw a BLM poster and an Amanda Gorman poster. In case you don't know who that chick is, she's some girl who did a poem at Biden's so-called inauguration. I was so mad. I was told two weeks ago at this very meeting spot, no politics in school. I believed what you said at this meeting. So at lunch, I went up to my principal to tell him about the BLM poster and that I wanted it down. He said it's not coming down. I was like, yeah, it is, because the school board said on May 25th, no BLM or politics in school. He said, that's weird. They were the, one who, they were the ones who made them. I was stunned. When I was here two weeks ago, you told us to report any BLM in our schools. Apparently, you know they're in our schools because you made the signs. I said there should be no BLM in schools, period. It does not matter the color you make the posters and the font you use. We all understand the meaning. It is a political message about getting rid of police officers, rioting, burning buildings down while King Governor Welch just sits on his throne and watches. We all know. Changing the font or the color of posters does not change the meaning. I am nine years old and I know that. You expect me to believe that you did not know what you were doing by making these posters? Come on, people. I do not judge people by the color of their skin. I, I don't really care what color their hair, skin, or eyes is. I judge by the content or the way they treat me. MLK said, I have a dream that one day my four little children will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. That dream has come true. I do not care or look at the color of skin, but you make me think of it. I have Asian... Mexican, white, Chinese, black friends, and I don't care. I like them because some of them make me laugh, some are sweet and kind, sporty, or share the love of God. They are just my friends. You have lied to me, and I am very disappointed in all of you. You cannot even follow your own rules. If you're going to do that, why do we follow any rules we deemed unfit or ridiculous? I'm not following your mask rule anymore, then. Get the posters out of our schools. Courage is contagious, so be courageous. Thank you. 
All right. So, yeah, this nine-year-old totally schools him. And a lot of people I've heard go and argue, and they're like, well, she was reading from a piece of paper, so she didn't, you know. It was probably her parents that wrote that. Do you know how I, I'm 90% sure that she probably wrote that? Is how her inflection in her voice, how her vigor is. And how she, you know, is able to communicate. She does it with passion. All right. If you want to look at someone that is just, you know, essentially reading from the teleprompter, look at Joe Biden. Is he ever passionate when he's doing a speech? Just watch his speech. Watch him talk. Watch him at the G6 um, summit or G7 summit. Just watch him. So, you know, he's reading from a teleprompter because he's like, well, we, we must have peace. We must have peace. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, we must we must have peace. This was the worst attack since the Civil War. And um, and um, 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 what uh, um, um, my 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 stutter. Oh, yeah, I have dementia. Compared to her, who's like, I don't care what your what your skin color is. I have a bunch of friends like that. So either A, she really rehearsed it, which it could be the case. But how she does it with her inflection and her voice and all this other stuff leads me to that she probably wrote this and she actually means it. Okay. Now, like I said, compare the two. Compared to someone that just reads from a teleprompter like Joe Biden, sleepy, creepy, you know, Jim Crow Joe Biden, compared to her. It's a, it's a night and day difference. So, I mean, that's... So, that puts a smile on my face because even nine-year-olds see the ridiculousness of this BS administration. They are looking at it and they're laughing. They're like... They're like, yeah, you know what? My country is going to go down if I don't do something. So... The awesome thing that a nine-year-old is investing into politics, is going and standing up for what she believes in, that makes me smile. That makes me, you know, really ecstatic about what's going to happen to the United States. So I wanted to talk – jeez, there's, there's a fly around here. I wanted to talk about um, – someone asked me, and his name is Chris – I like to call him Costa, but as we were in the military together. But anyway, he uh, he asked, what did Joe Biden actually do to warrant an impeachment? Now, an impeachment is never going to happen. All right. It's not going to happen because Nancy Pelosi owns Congress right now and she needs a simple majority. And she has that. All right. She has like two ten to like. 205 for Republicans. So even if all Republicans vote to impeach Joe Biden, I, I mean, Nancy Pelosi is going to shut it down. So there's there's just no possible way. But this got me thinking, um, what has Joe Biden actually done? And if you actually go to the Constitution, a president can be impeached with high crimes and misdemeanors. So a misdemeanor is essentially just, uh, you know, jaywalking he could be impeached for that so he could really be impeached but what he's actually done that could warrant an impeachment uh he definitely did a quid pro quo um 
this was when he was vice president. He could still be impeached. Impeachment doesn't just go for the president. It goes for anyone in government office. It says that clearly in the Constitution. So I think it's Article 2, Section 1 talks about the don't quote me on it. Article 2, Section 1 talks about the, you know, who can be impeached. And it says all government officials, every single one can be impeached. So it doesn't have to be, you know, the president or vice president. But he did do a quid pro quo. He did say that he's going to block weapons from Ukraine or block giving the weapons to Ukraine if the investigator that was hunting down Hunter Biden was fired. That is a quid pro quo. That is clearly a quid pro quo. Now, you can can argue this, but it's... It's on tape. I mean, he clearly says it. He even brags about it later on. He's like, I told them that if they didn't fire that prosecutor going after my son, I I was not going to give them any more weapons. So there's that. Um, Hunter Biden has been caught using racial slurs. And even though that's not Joe Biden, Joe Biden has not done anything to help out his cause. Um, Joe Biden has led or has ran the government by executive order, something he criticized Trump about. Now, I just want to say that that's not an impeachable offense. But the fact that he is covering up for Hunter Biden, covering up his laptops, uh, you know, Hunter Biden's laptop, covering up all these emails and all these scandals, that that is an impeachable offense. That is. Um, if you don't know, Richard Nixon would not have uh would not have been impeached if it wasn't for the fact that um he tried covering up Watergate. If he said if he didn't do anything because he wasn't involved in it, nothing would have happened. Nothing. The fact that he tried covering it up led to his impeachment. So, yes, um, J- Jim Crow Joe does have numerous, you know, reasons to be impeached. Now, like I said, it's never going to happen. So you could keep dreaming. I mean, this it's just a pipe dream. There's no possible way that Joe Biden will be impeached. There is none, none, absolute, no absolute way. Now, what he will probably be doing is getting the 25th Amendment on him. I mean, people are calling, even Obama's former doctor is calling on the uh, mentality of Joe Biden. So, yeah, the the doctor, the presidential doctor is calling on the, you know, on his mental health and saying that he should submit to, you know, a dementia test to see if he has dementia and, you know, tell it to the American people. So and of course, the media is covering it up. Everyone's covering it up because they know what's going to happen. People are going to call to 25th, uh, do the 25th Amendment, and Kamala Harris is going to step in. Unfortunately, right now, Kamala Harris is a loser. No one likes her. She wasn't liked. She wasn't liked back when, you know, she was running for president. She was hated. She couldn't even win the state of California, which is her state. So that tells you a lot that people do not want Kamala Harris. Now, in 2022, what the Democrats are hoping for is to cheat again, which is why now they just finally got Joe Manchin to sign on this, you know, voting bill. Okay, 
So they're, they're going to try to cheat again in 2022. And if that happens, then what's going to happen is that they're going to have the majority House, majority Senate, and then they're just going to pass everything that they want to. And then they're going to 25, you know, the 25th Amendment, Joe Biden. Um, they're pretty much grooming Kamala Harris to take over. Everyone knows it. Everyone sees it. They're, they're, I think in the G7 or G6 summit, they even called her Madam President. So everyone knows it. And I, I did this in one of my earlier podcasts. I asked Siri who the president of the United or when the president of the United States was born. And this was during when Trump was still around. And they're like, Kamala Harris was born on March something. And so, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not it's not a mystery. Now, what they're trying to do is they're trying to get these heavy hitters, all right? They're trying to make her a heavy hitter because they know in 2024, Trump is going to be putting up someone. If it's not himself, it's going to be putting up someone, okay? And he does have that following, which is why they're trying to block that following right now so that way it doesn't grow. That's essentially what they're doing. That's why they continue to talk about Trump. They continue to, you know, lambast him over and over again is because they know if he's not going to run in 2024, it's going to be someone else. It's going to be someone that he picks. And whatever he picks, if he has that blessing, they're going to win. So they're trying to pass as many laws as possible to, you know, essentially win. Because if they put Kamala right now and Kamala didn't can't even visit the border wall, I mean... You, you tell me what's going to happen, all right? People are have no confidence in her. They're going to say, yeah, okay, 2024 comes around. Get out of here. We don't want you. And then what are they going to say? Trump's a racist? Trump's a racist or whatever? And unless he chooses, you know, he could probably choose, you know, some black girl, some black lady. And what are they going to say? Oh, the, the, that person's racist. Oh, wait, didn't you just admit that... Uh, Black people can't be racist. I mean, Lori, Lori Dirtyfoot or Lori Lightfoot or whatever her freaking name is, um, doesn't doesn't believe that black people could be racist. I mean, she has announced that she refuses. She completely refuses to do any interview with with a news reporter that is a white male. And no one says anything. No one bats an eye that that's not racism. That is clearly racism. You are judging someone by the color of their skin. I, I don't know how to put it lightly. <laughs> All right. That is completely racist. Now, Lori Dirtyfoot has a little problem here because no one wants to work for her. Um, her emails came out and she acts like a child, like a three-year-old. I want the cookie. I want the ice cream. Like she wants, (coughs) excuse me, apparently the email states that she didn't have, you know, enough free time as the mayor of one of the largest cities in the United States. Well, no, no crap. All right. You are a government official. You work for, you're a representative for the American people. You are a representative of Chicago. Oh, I don't have my free time. And then she just cried about it. Like she, she honestly acted like. A bunch of little four-year-olds that I've had to deal with. And I've hung around numerous four-year-olds, five-year-olds. 
they just continue to repeat themselves because they think that you don't hear them, but you're really ignoring them. You know, like they're like, mom, 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 you know, that that kind of thing. Yeah, she does this in an email form. It, it's really hilarious. I mean, a lot of people have over overly talked about it. So. Yeah, that I mean, it's just it's it's ridiculous. Anyway, before I log off, I, I, I really want to debate Sam Cedar. So Sam Cedar is this, you know, heavyweight um, contender. Uh, I guess he's like the uh, the re- the liberal Ben Shapiro, I guess. And um, you know, he's like ultimate at debating and all this other stuff. So there's there's a liberal podcast called like H three podcast or something like that. And Steven Crowder has the receipts and he was supposed to, you know, debate this, um, the, the host of that show. All right. Well, the host chickened out at the last minute. So Steven Crowder was like up and ready to debate him. They had their topics. They were going to talk about all this other stuff. And who did they bring? Who does he bring on? He brings on Sam Cedar. And now everyone's calling Steven Crowder a wuss. And they're like, oh, well, Steven Crowder chickened out because he didn't want to go against Sam Cedar. And so, <laughs> and so you got to look at it from Steven Crowder's perspective, all right? He was prepared to, you know, fight against Ethan or Ethan, whatever his name is. And then you get Sam Cedar, okay? Debating is all about knowing your opponent, all right? When you can know your opponent, then that way you know the different strategies to take them down, all right? Like... If I'm going to go and debate someone, I want to know who that person is. And I'm going to read through their Twitter. I'm going to read through their Facebook. I'm going to read through pretty much everything. So that way, when they bring it up, I could go back and be like, hey, just like this moment, right? Is that, is that what you're you're saying right here? Oh, you, you don't like guns. But then you said, congratulations to this black girl that defended herself with a gun. Oh, okay. So what about this tweet? So... You do research, okay? And I'm not I'm not stupid to not know that they would do research on me, okay? And that's what you do. You corner them and you make them stumble on their own words, on their own logic, okay? I've I've expressed in detail on how to win every debate. Um I talked about this before, so I digress. Well, so Steven Crowder, although he didn't handle it well, you can't really blame him for doing what he did. He called uh, Sam Cedar out on it. So I had to look at Sam Cedar because they're like, oh, Sam Cedar is like the heavyweight. You know, no one can debate him. He is. uh, He's like, you know, the most greatest liberal out there, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well. I, I watched a part of his video, and I'm just going to break it down because I could easily debate this dude. I mean, this dude is embarrassing. Okay, no w- ready? Uh, here's Ben Shapiro. Everybody on the right is on the whole, you know, got the talking points about how could you wear a mask now? And, uh, you know, you should, if you see, if, you're, if your teacher tells your child to wear a mask at school, uh, you should react as if your teacher had hit that child. 
and this is assault, and this it should be illegal to wear a mask. Here's Ben Shapiro trying to do his version of this. Here's a tweet. Remember, uh, Ben Shapiro, the Pope of the Jews, um, uh, he's the one who would have you believe that um, if you aren't the kind of Jew he is, you're not a real Jew. Uh, but here he... Okay, the Pope of the Jews. I'm not really Jewish. All my friends call me Jewish because I like to be frugal with my money. But in all reality, I am not associated with the religion of uh, Judaism. So he goes on and says the Pope of the Jews. I don't think, and you correct me if I'm wrong, okay? I'm perfectly fine with this. I don't think Jewish people have a Pope. But I, I digress. Let's, let's continue, okay? And then he goes on to say that if you are not his type of Jew, then you are not a, you know, a real Jew. Well, isn't that with Christianity? Isn't that with Catholicism? That if you don't believe in this certain aspect or this certain way, you're not a real Catholic or you're not a real Christian? Hell, Muslims are fighting wars because of it. Okay, the Sunni and the Shiite? The, some, uh, the Shiite believe in, you know, a different type of... Uh, Muslim faith, while the Sunnis believe in another different type of faith, and they don't like each other. One believes that one is superior than the other. This was happening in Christianity too. So, what are you trying to get at, Sam? I don't. I don't get. Are you trying to just mock him because his religion believes that you know it's the true religion? Gee, I wonder what religion does that. Oh, wait, every religion. There's different factions in almost every religion. Okay? Lutheran versus Catholicism. Come on. They both believe in God. So are you going to say that they don't... Uh... I, I I mean, it, it's so stupid. And he's like just trying to mock him that, oh, well, he believes that his is the real religion. Well, every religion does that. There he is. Uh, tweeting out, question, for those who want to keep masking post-vaccination, what statistical level of risk, both in terms of transmission to others and in terms of getting COVID, would you be willing to accept in order to unmask? Is that Hugo? Uh, it, it, more or less. If your answer is zero, you should be certified. In other words, if you are not willing to risk uh, at all uh, getting COVID, to wear a mask as opposed to like 1% or 2% or whatever. I don't, you know, like, I don't know how people walking through their days can actually quantify this in any specific number. But the idea that, that Ben Shapiro is out there asking people to justify their mask wearing when this guy wears a kippah every day, which is, it's a yarmulke. It is a piece of cloth, approximately the size of a mask. And he wears it here. And why does he wear it there? Because it is his way of showing the statistically unprovable existence of a God that is presumably up there can see that like that, that Ben is showing to this statistically unprovable existence of a God that Ben has respect and considers itself lower than that a statistically unprovable existence of God. And this guy's out there judging whether someone should wear a mask or not. 
I mean, this is absurd. This is absurd. Uh, I'm honestly speechless. Okay, so he's comparing the yarmulke that Ben Shapiro wears on his head as a COVID mask because, quote, unquote, there is no statistical evidence that um, that God does not exist. Okay, so I can argue from two points on this one. I, I could, okay? The first is there may not be statistical evidence that God exists. However, there is statistical evidence that COVID exists. It's been proven that COVID exists, all right? COVID-19 is what the virus strand is, okay? Now, there is, a, there is no statistical evidence that masks actually protect you from viruses. The emails came out and it's kind of been proven that. So what? Ben Shapiro is essentially asking, first off, if you were vaccinated, you know, why would you need to have a COVID, um, to wear the COVID mask? If you're already vaccinated, you should be in the clear, correct? Why do you continue to wear the mask? And that is a good point because the vaccine, if you don't know how a vaccine works, you are being injected with the virus strand or the DNA. In this case, it's the mRNA of the virus strand. So your body recognizes it and creates B cells. I think that's right. Well, your B cells create antibodies and it remembers them. So... Later on, if you ever get exposed to it, your body doesn't go into nuke mode because that's what a fever is. That is what your feeling cruddy is. It's essentially the nuke mode of your body. Your body's like, your body overreacts to everything. You thought your brain overreacts? Your body overreacts to everything. That's what allergies are. It's an overreaction. People literally die from allergies. They have to carry an EpiPen with them. Okay, it's because your body overreacts. They see the virus. They don't know what it is. So what do they do? They go for the nuke. That's the first option. They don't decide to go after, you know, the small stuff. They're not like, oh, well, we're going to send our troops in first and then take care of it. No, no, they're going straight for the nuclear option. They're going to be like, no, we have to destroy this. It is bad. It is not good. Completely destroy it. Done. So that's that's the argument you can go with all right now another argument you can go with is ben shapiro is a religious man and he wholeheartedly believes that god exists that there is a god and he's paying respect to the god by wearing the yarmulke all right he believes that there is an afterlife he believes that when he dies he will be granted into the gates of heaven or i'm pretty sure that's what jewish people believe in don't quote me on it because I'm not Jewish. So anyway, so he believes wholeheartedly. Okay. So if you believe that this vaccine works, then why do you continue to wear the mask? All right. Why continue to wear it? That's what he's saying. So if you believe this virus works, then why continue to wear it? Because you don't need to anymore. The virus has been you know, neutralizing your system. There are people that are, you know, have, um, that haven't gotten the vaccine that continue to choose to wear the mask because they believe that it'll protect them. 
anyway, I really wish Sam Cedar, um, Sam Cedar listens to this because I would love to debate him. If this is what the leftists consider a heavy hitter, I mean, mind you, I watched three minutes of that video and I just broke down his whole, his entire argument. His entire argument is now debunked in three minutes. And this just, you know, came from my head. So if this is their heavy hitter, I would love to debate them because Sam, you are not ready for Ben Shapiro. You you just aren't. Ben Shapiro will eviscerate you in your entire argument. It will destroy you. So anyway, I would like to thank our sponsor. Yeah, I got a I actually got a sponsor now. Um it's Holstorm Motorcycles or Motorcycle Mechanic, all right? So this dude works on every motorcycle imaginable, and he's really good. He has 20 years of experience. I like to promote all these small businesses that are coming up, all right? I know how hard it is to start a business. I know the pains you got to go through, and I want to keep this guy very busy. So if you have a motorcycle and you need it repaired, he does everything under the sun, okay? I sent him a gold wing, and he's going to get that fixed, all right? My stepdad had a BMW motorcycle. He fixed that, you know, completely. He fixed the Honda Shadow. So his number is 612-999-5675, and he would love to, you know, work on your motorcycle. Please give him his business, you know, he lives in Colorado Springs and he is definitely one of the best mechanics, motorcycle mechanics out there. OK, up and comer. I like him. He's a good person. Please support his business. Please support American businesses. I know it's been a tough year. One third of, you know, restaurant owners are destroyed. So please support his business. Please support people like that. I really do appreciate it. Thanks for listening. I'm Jamil Gabriel, and I'm signing off.